So welcome to Frithcast number 11. 11, we think? 11! We've, we've tried to work it out in our heads because we forgot to look before we came in. Yeah, and I ran out of fingers. Yeah, um, we think it's episode 11. If it's not episode 11, then we apologise for confusing everyone. And this is 10A. 10A. <laughs> Something else. Yeah. 12B. Anyway, hello. 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 Um, welcome back to Frithcast. And my name's Suzanne. And I, uh, my name is Kate. You're something else. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm married to you for a start. Yes, hurrah. Uh, that's, that's basically, that's basically my claim for why I'm on here. That um, is, that means that I'm not rabbiting on into space, yeah, which is slightly more embarrassing. That's than, essentially you know. my, uh, my, my sole reason. Sitting here, here talking to the wall, no yeah. good. No good. Need a wee wifey to talk to. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, so today we're going to talk about prayer. Prayer. Yes, the hows and the whens, and we're going to finish with a bit of a big prayer at the end, which people can choose to use or not, yeah, as they like. Okay. Dear listeners, Dear gentle listeners, listeners lovely, lovely, shiny, gorgeous listeners. Hello, lovely listeners. Very appealing listeners. Steady. Okay. This episode will be rated UPG. I just thought I'd mention it. Okay. I don't know what it means. Will they? Let's tell them. Okay. UPG means you have to go with a suitable adult to make... No. No, that's the other thing. <clears throat> yes. UPG means unverified personal gnosis. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. Indeed. Or that, pounds. Or pounds. Or anything else. Or euros. Yes. Or krona. Or krona. Or rubles. I don't know anything about money. Okay. In money. Krona. Yes. Isk. Okay. This I know. Here. Here is an oil painting of a five pound note. <laughs> yes, I can't remember what the reply is to that. Neither can I. Anyway, we're going to be doing a lot of UPG in this episode, which it is a way of looking at things which you have developed for yourself. It's not based in specific scripture. No, if I can use that word, it's not based in academia, in archaeology. It can be based on personal experience. It can be based on things, drawings, artwork, prayer, music. It connects to you personally and you end up sort of building a stock understanding of your connection to the divine through that. So this episode, there's going to be a lot of UPG. Yeah. A lot of my own personal understanding of prayer, which is going to be the topic for today. So when I tap my pen on the dashboard three times, I would like you to make an emergency petition. <laughs> I would like you to make a turn in the spiritual road using your forward and reverse prayers. <laughs> So we're going to talk a lot about prayer and why, for me, that's one of the ways I connect. For some people, it might not be. Mm -hmm. It's all good. So we're going to maybe zoom a bit around my own personal understanding of prayer, the things that I connect with, which may or may not be the things that you also connect with. The point, is, the, the point we're, we're basically getting at, dear listener, is that this is going to be a very subjective episode. Very, very subjective episode. It's about how we see things, and by definition, it's not a prescriptive no. thing. We're not sitting here saying this is how you should feel about things, this is how you should you should approach things. This is things. the only way you can do things because every person I know approaches their gods differently. Yes. Every last one. The one thing you can guarantee through this is that not one of you out here or sitting in around this virtual fire will have precisely the same understanding of this. Very true. And any other heathen out there that I've ever met all approach the gods differently. Some people pray, some people don't. I'm going to start with a question. Go on then. What is prayer? Prayer for me is conversation with the divine. And I put it as conversation because we've, talk, we've talked a little bit before about the nature of the gods. 
mm-hmm. and for me personally, how they are, I would treat them as elders of my own family. Okay. I would not treat them in supplication. I would not go to them in complete submission. I might ask their advice and consider it, but they're not an omnipresent divine for me. For me personally, you may view the divine completely differently, which is where this whole UPG thing comes in. Oh. The, these trailers have been rated UPG <laughs> in line with the feature you are about to listen to. <laughs> Please turn off your phone. Please don't turn, turn off, off your, your phone. mobile phone. No, don't do that. If you're listening on a phone, don't turn your phone don't off. Don't turn your Keep phone listening. off. Yes. The really fun part for me is that prayer doesn't have to be words. Okay. It can be a number of things. What I'm going to go through a couple of things it isn't to start with. All right. For me, it isn't a cosmic give me. Right. It isn't a business transaction. Okay. It isn't, I will give you some pretty words in a prayer, now give me what I need. Mm. It's never a good idea. In my own personal opinion... That's not a good plan. Try a slightly different plan. It's not to say that you can never ask. You can ask your relatives for things. Mm. But it generally has to be proportionate and you have to work at that relationship before you go in and say, ooh, can I live in your house and kick you out in the street? You can't walk up to the great aunt that you've not seen or spoken to in, like, 20 years and say, by the way, I need boatloads of money. Yeah. It's not going to work. But what you can do is say... Can I have your advice? Mm. So they can give you the tools to do it, but you have to blooming well use them. You have to get on and do it. You have to knuckle down and essentially roll your sleeves up and get on with it because there is nobody else that's going to do it for you. I have heard a a phrase used a lot in relation to Christianity, which is God helps those who help help themselves. Yes. You can't expect to to go before God and say, can you do a thing for me? If you haven't already taken all the steps you can to... To get that thing done for yourself. Or at least started taking them. So I think prayer for me is a very, very personal thing. It is my connection with the divine. There is nobody that stands in between the gods and me on my behalf to petition them for their benevolence, for their good grace. So I'd like to go through some of the considerations that I first worked through when I started looking at prayer. And I would like to end today's episode with a prayer that I use to open, not necessarily day-to-day ritual or day-to-day prayer, but I use it to open big ritual, big ceremony. This will be by way of, uh, by way of an example? By way of an example. Um, and again, it may be to some people's taste and it may not, because prayer is the whole personal mm. thing. But prayer for me, like I said at the beginning, isn't just for words. Mm. If you break down prayer as a conversation between you and another... It might have slight differences to the conversation that you may have in your with your neighbour when you go round and just pop through the back doors and go into their kitchen and grab a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Slightly different conversation. At which point they go, who the hell are you and what are you doing in my kitchen? Ah, oh, wrong neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, should have been the other side. No, so for me, posture when you pray might not be something you've ever thought about. But there are other traditions that have very specific posture when they pray. They'll put their body into particular places. So if you look at Christian prayer, something which hopefully quite a few of us are quite familiar with, when Christians pray, they can be stood with their head bowed Mm -hmm. to show respect to their Lord. They may choose to kneel. Many churches have kneeling mats or kneeling... um, They do. They have um... like kneeling cushions. Yeah. So when you are... Christian, you may choose to stand and bow your heads. You may choose to stand and close your eyes. You may choose to kneel or, or put your hands together. I was going to say, when I was, a form of prayer. When I was a kid, 
the, the putting the hands together was the yeah. So they're, they're all prayer in posture. Mm. Prayer can be part of ritual, mm. but you can also have ritual prayer. Yeah, okay. So for me, I'm acutely aware when I pray, when I'm praying in a very formal sense, or whether I'm having informal conversation, or whether I'm at ritual and I'm opening prayer to all the Aesir and Vanir, mm. I'm very conscious and aware of where my body is, and that I'm standing with my head up, and I might be choosing to face north. Okay. Or I might be choosing to face just slightly northeast, because that feels comfortable for me. It might not feel comfortable for everybody, but that's part of the way I interpret that ritual. Yeah. Prayer for me, I can split into formal or informal. If it's informal, it might just be a prayer inside my head mm. at a particular time of day or when I feel that that connection is, is particularly strong. If it's formal, it might be during ritual, it might be during a ceremony, it might be a giving of thanks, but it may be in a much more consciously formal wording mm. than an informal conversation. Informal conversations can kind of happen anytime, place, anywhere. Yep. But with the formal rituals, I will make effort to, to create time and space, either in a day or in a ceremony, to, to be able to focus on that entirely. Mm. I will generally choose to stand when I pray, mm. and I, I can totally understand that that may not be possible for some people when they pray. Of or they may feel that that's not how they want to. Mm. But I am saying just be aware of where your body is when you pray and what, you know, if you're taking up a similar position every time, that will start becoming part of your ritual of prayer. Mm. So that starts becoming part of putting your head into that sacred space, into that focus, into that focusing on that relationship. But prayer doesn't have to be words. A prayer could be, uh, you could offer a song and say, hey, Alessia and Vanya, I'm going to sing this for you. I have practiced it and practiced it, and I'd really like to give you my best performance. Mm. You could offer them dance. Okay. You could say, you know, I'm going to dance for you, and that becomes a prayer in itself. So prayer doesn't just have to be words. Mm. Prayer can be all manner of different personal things. The, the, the thing that links song and playing an instrument and music, or even saying, I have crafted you a poem in your honour. Mm. So that poem becomes a prayer of praise. Essentially, And every time you say it, it becomes a prayer of praise. Essentially, anything that you're making a, if I use the word advisedly, but making a sacrifice of time and skill. effort and skill, yeah. 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 Becomes prayer. For me, the choice of action can become prayer. Okay. If you are faced in the day with two cho a situation that has two choices, one of which is all right, and it'll let you go home just about on time on a Friday night when it's <laughs> cheesing it down with rain, and you're just like, I just really want to go home. I've had a really, really <laughs> crud week. The other one would be, you know, a, a solution that goes above and beyond mm. that will make you late. It'll make you miss your bus. There's not going to be another one for an hour. You're going to have to go home in the rain. Choosing one or the other almost becomes a type of prayer. Because okay. you are dedicating your right action. Mm. You can then, when you finally get home and you have chosen the wrong, you know, you have chosen one of those options, you can finally go home and say, I chose this particular option today and it was harder mm. and it took more effort to do it that way. But I did it because I knew it was the right way of doing it the right way of approaching that and that I have learned from you Aesir and Vanir that the right way takes effort and it takes skill so that becomes prayer in itself so you sometimes for me the
prayer doesn't become words. Mm. I will go through and I will face choices mm. and depending on what my actions are in with those choices can become a prayer to write action to them as well. Mm. So we've looked a little bit about what prayer is or what it, what it is yeah. to you. Yeah. What would you use it for? For me, my own personal understanding of prayer is I can use it to praise the gods. I can use it to acknowledge their deeds. I can use it to ask for advice. Okay. Not necessarily demand I receive it. Mm. And if I know anything about gods, you're not necess- you don't necessarily know what form it's going to arrive in. You really don't. <laughs> you really, really don't. Yeah. Um, personal note, if you ask the gods respectfully for their advice, knowing that you may not receive it at all, just watch what comes back. Because <laughs> it could come back in any kind of form. Yeah. Like the episode on the storytelling. You might get a result, but not necessarily in the way that you expect. And uh, life is wondrous that way, mm. absolutely wondrous that way. So for me, I use I can use informal prayer. I might use that on a daily basis. I might use prayer when I get up first thing in the morning. I might use prayer, particularly at the end of the week, to say I've got through it. It's fine. There were some there were some tough moments there, but I cracked it. We made it. We made it. I might also use prayer in a very formal way. Mm. So I may use prayer to mark specific times of the year, to mark specific times of life. Mm -hmm. If I'm leading ritual on giving thanks, giving praise, I may have researched the particular prayers I want to use. Mm. Sometimes prayer is spontaneous and sometimes the words just arrive. And sometimes you think, yeah, actually that, that was the right thing to do at that very singular moment. That was the connection I needed. If I'm doing a a ritual for a large group of people or even a small group of people, I might want to look at using prayers that are set, that are purposeful for that occasion, unless that group has come together spontaneously and we all feel that spontaneous prayer is where we want to go. It might be that we've arranged a particular time and place for ritual to mark a turning of the season, to give thanks to a particular member of the Aesir or a particular member of the Vanir, to give thanks for a family being given the gift of a new child, mm. to give thanks for a life led, to give thanks and to celebrate two people coming together to be promised to each other. Mm. These are fairly major things that happen in a life. To mark the start of a new venture, mm. going to a university, first day of school, first day of driving lessons. Yeah, oh. Oh. Passing the driving test. Passing the driving test. I'm not saying, you know, pray to pass your driving test and it will happen because <laughs> you're probably going to need to put a few lessons in first. God's help those who help themselves. Yeah, God's help those who help themselves. It can be prayers for new life. It can be prayers to mark particular times of the year. It can be prayers to give thanks to a particular member of the Aesir or Vanir. Mm-hmm. It can be to give thanks and to acknowledge the nine worlds and the realms that we live in, to mark the passing of an individual from this world who maybe will go on to another. Mm. The gods are not the only people or aspects you can address with prayer. Okay. So if, for instance, I moved house Mm. and I moved into a new house that had a very big overgrown garden and so one of the first things I did 
was went out and greeted the land spirits of that place. I explained to them in uh, ritual, with ritual and prayer, I gave them offerings and offered them my friendship and said, I would like to build a garden here, but I can't do it on my own. Okay. So I would like to work with you to create this space. And I left offerings of milk and I left offerings of seeds. And okay. the birds came and took, and the hedgehogs came and took, and I took that as a good sign. Hmm. For me, the gods are not the only things that you can address directly in prayer. Yeah. I've also addressed prayer to my ancestors. I know that one of my grandfathers was an artist. Mm-hmm. He was a coal miner as well, but okay. he was an artist. Yeah. He didn't do a lot of art, but he did work a lot in oils. Yeah. So if I were to sit down and take an art exam, yeah. I might, before that art exam, think about him and think about his work and think about his connection to me. Hmm. And maybe in prayer, call his name and praise his work and say, you inspired me in doing what you did. May may my work also be an inspiration Hmm. to the generations that follow. For me, the gods might be one of the places I can address prayer, but I might also address prayer to the land spirits. I might also address prayer to my ancestors, to a particular ancestor, to mark a particular time of year, a change of season, uh, a momentous occasion in my life a move of house, uh, a set of exams, a, a point of change yeah. from which things will be different. Those are the things I will use prayer for. Mm. And as we said at the beginning, prayer can be very, very personal. Mm. You, want, you might decide that morning prayers and evening prayers are the way that you would like to try or the way that you've found works best for you to connect. You might prefer very informal prayers, just like conversations. You know, you might just sit there and talk to the gods, like Mm. you would talk to a neighbour or a friend or a relative that you're giving all the family news to. You might talk to them just the same. Mm. So it's kind of a little bit of a rush because it's a big subject. It is. put some links and bits of exploration into the description like we usually do. Sure, yeah. And I would like to end with that big prayer I mentioned at the beginning. Okay. Okay. Hail to all the Aesir and the Vanir. Hail the High Ones. By the name of Urd I seek the spinning thread of my true path. By the name of Verdani I weave my life with the threads of those I love. By the name of Skuld I make peace with the blade of my final weird. In the name of Odin, the All-Father, one-eyed master of runes, may I be opened to ecstasy and inspiration. In the name of Frigga, mistress of Fensalia, spinner of clouds, may my home be a frithstead where all are welcome. In the name of Thor, lord of thunder, master of the winds of the western world, may my strength never fail me. In the name of Sif, lady golden tressed, may I take pride in my own skill. In the name of Heimdall, guardian of the rainbow bridge, may I be able to defend my own boundaries. In the name of Tyr, Lord of Swords, may I walk with true honour in the world. In the name of Balder, Bright One Who Must Fall, may I learn to offer sacrifice with grace. In the name of Nana, Bright One's Shadow, may I learn loyalty and love. In the name of Iduna, Giver of Immortality, may I have health and purity of body. In the name of Bragi, Scald of Asgard, May words of beauty fall from my tongue. 
in the name of Saga, keeper of stories, may my heart ring with the tales of the ancestors. In the name of Ullur, bow strong and arrow sharp, may all that I seek be shown to me. In the name of Skadi, lady of ice and snow, may I be focused and true of purpose. In the name of Vili, master of will, may my determination know no bounds. In the name of Ve, master of hidden power, may I come to see beyond my senses. In the name of Forseti, Asgard's judge, may I be a lover of justice. In the name of Vidar, lord of battle rage, may my courage never falter. In the name of Hermod, the traveller on hell's road, may I never fear to walk in darkness. In the name of Mimir, master of the dark well, may I be wise in the ways of the deep places. In the name of Hunir, may I know when to remain silent. So I think we'll probably wrap it there for today. Okie dokie. So if you'd like to find us online, my name's Suzanne. You can find me on Twitter or you can find me on Facebook as Suzanne Martin. And if you want to find me for any reason, you can find me... Probably the best way to find me is to go on Facebook and search for Kate Coldwind and it'll take you to a profile called Kate Martin. It's a long story, don't ask. Uh, but that's me. And uh, otherwise I'm linked to Suzanne. So if you found her, you'll probably find your way to me as well. I'm also, I'm also on Twitter and Google Plus as Kate Martin. Awesome. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye then. <laughs>